Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 162 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for guiding us through your word. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 5. First, we read about the invalid who had been sick for 38 years. In fact, the Bible says he had a deep-seated disorder. This was an illness that was so settled in his body that probably nothing other than the healing power of Jesus could have healed him. Jesus saw this man's need. In many of the healings Jesus did while he was here on this earth, the people approached him for healing. But in this case, Jesus approached this man. While there are many interpretations about this occurrence, the thing that touches my heart as I read about this today is that Jesus saw his need, asked him if he wanted to be healed, and then granted it to him. Jesus sees our need as well, my friend. Sometimes when we cannot even look up to pray because our situation is so difficult, be assured that he sees our need and he is ready to come to our aid. Next, Jesus is reprimanded for healing the man on the Sabbath. In verse 17, Jesus said, My father has worked even until now. He has never ceased working. He is still working, and I too must be at divine work. We can be assured that God and his son are working on our behalf without ceasing. This is comforting to know. Also, Jesus said he was doing divine work in healing. Let us know that healing us is considered divine and thank God for the healing he does in our lives. We probably don't even know all the ways God is working in our lives because we simply cannot see it, but be assured that he is. This is something we can thank and praise God for today. In verse 24, we see the word believe again. Jesus said, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, the person whose ears are open to my words, who listens to my message and believes and trusts in and clings to and relies on him who sent me, has now possesses eternal life, and he does not come into judgment does not incur sentence or judgment, will not come under condemnation, but he has already passed over out of death into life. This is such a comforting passage, especially as we continue reading the book of Revelation. Then Jesus talks about the dead being raised. Verse 29 says, And they shall come out. Those who have practiced doing good will come out to the resurrection of the new life, and those who have done evil will be raised for judgment, raised to meet their sentence. Daniel chapter 12 verse 2 is referenced here and says, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life. Let us take comfort in these words. Finally, we see two more believes in verse 38 where Jesus talks about those who do not believe in him. They do not have God's word or his thoughts in their hearts. Well, let's see what John's vision is in Revelation chapter 13. We read about two beasts. The first beast is supported by Satan and can be possibly seen as the enemy's attempt at duplicating a John the Baptist of sorts, the one coming before the next imitator. By reading this passage, it seems he will look evil, but we must consider this person will probably be imitating light and therefore may not present as evil at first. He will be allowed to speak and blaspheme God, heaven, all those in heaven, and the saints on earth. Everyone will bow down to him except those whose names were written in the book of life. While he was given authority to take their lives, he was not given authority to take their souls. We know there will be deception here, so let us pray we see the truth at all times. I have found a very thorough explanation for this chapter and will put it in the Facebook group for you to read through and consider. 
There are some who believe this chapter refers to government and not a singular person. And there are some who believe this chapter refers to a person heading up a government. Either way, the enemy is a master at deception and we need to be on our guard. The second beast comes looking like Christ with horns of a lamb. However, he speaks false doctrine. He seems more powerful than the first in that he is able to raise the first from the dead. Again, this may appear to be similar to Jesus' death and resurrection, which will deceive unbelievers. He will do signs and miracles, not totally unlike Jesus, but is just a copycat. If you remember, there were people who were imitating signs and miracles while Jesus was still alive. We read about sorcerers who were able to copy some of the miracles Aaron did. So it will not be the first time acts of wonders will be done by human hands and not the hand of God. The beasts listed in this chapter come from the sea and land. Jesus told us that he will come from the sky. This is what we are to watch for. The beasts' time on earth is limited. They do not have free reign forever, and they do not have authority over the souls that are saved. Let us continue to put our faith in God, knowing he is our defender and protector. Let's see what's happening in 2 Kings chapter 15. We read about King Amaziah's son, Azariah, taking over after his father. He started ruling when he was 16 years old and ruled for 52 years. He served the people and God well. Still, the high places were not removed as they had not been for years. So the Lord gave him leprosy. Azariah's son, Jotham, took over after Azariah died. Meanwhile, in Israel, the fourth generation of Jehu took the throne but was killed within six months. God promised Jehu his family would reign until the fourth generation, and this finally came to pass. We read about a number of leaders in Israel who reigned for a short time, were killed, and then succeeded by another leader. This took place during Ezehiah's reign of 52 years and his son Jotham's reign. In chapter 16, Ahaz, the son of Jotham, became king. He did extraordinarily evil things. First, Israel in Syria joined forces against Jerusalem. They killed many and ravaged their cities, but they could not overtake Ahaz. No doubt this was God's doing because he wouldn't let all of Judah fall for his son would be born out of this tribe. Ahaz, however, did some terrible things. He sacrificed his son to a fire god, Moloch. This was an abomination to the Lord. Then he asked for the help of the king of Assyria. The king served false gods. Ahaz took the gold and silver out of the house of the Lord and sent them to the king who did help him. This king took over Damascus, and when King Ahaz went to see him, he saw the altar he worshipped on and sent back instructions to have the same altar made for him as well. He offered all the offerings on this altar and moved the altar to God. Let's see what wisdom Solomon has to share with us in Proverbs 12. There are so many wise words in Proverbs 12. Again, we see the wicked compared to the righteous. I always like to pull out the advantages of the righteous. I've done this for the past couple of chapters. See if you can do it this time. I like to use a highlighter and highlight the benefits of the righteous. You can also take a different color and highlight the detriment of the wicked. I would like to point out verse 8, which says, A man shall be commended according to his wisdom, godly wisdom, which is comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. Let us continue seeking God's ways and pray for obedience to follow him. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that teaches us to believe in you and believe in your son. Help us lean into you and your word and continue to learn of you and your ways. Father, help us be obedient to you. Keep our hearts soft toward you so that we hear your gentle whispers and walk in your ways. Keep us yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.